And next up, we're going to go looking for Jesus Christ. And we find him in the most unlikely place of all, Ypsilanti, Michigan. In 1954, an article was published in Harper's Magazine. In it was a story about two women in a sanitarium who both believed they were the Virgin Mary. The patients were placed in the same ward, and after some time living together, one of the patients realized that since they couldn't both be Mary, maybe she wasn't Mary after all. She snapped out of her delusion, and shortly thereafter, she was discharged from the hospital. Milton Rokich read this article and thought, I've got to try this myself. Rokich was a highly respected chain-smoking psychologist with a no-nonsense attitude. But he was also known to go the extra mile to help his students and colleagues. And this story about the two Marys, it got him thinking about how we construct our own identities. Why do we think we are who we think we are? And how could he use this information to help schizophrenics? To figure this out, in 1959, Dr. Rokic found three schizophrenic men in Michigan who believed they were Jesus Christ. Rokic brought them together to live at the Ypsilanti State Mental Hospital. He called them the Three Christs. Rokic is no longer alive to tell his story, but his graduate students, the ones who helped him orchestrate this experiment, are. This is Ron. I'm uh, Ron Hoppy. And Dick. My name is Richard Bonnier. Do you remember meeting the three Christs for the first time? Yes, I do. I was a little apprehensive because I had no experience really with working or, quote, living with uh, chronically ill people. We all brought into a room, and the three of us met the, uh, the three of them. The oldest was Clyde. He was also the farthest gone. At 70, he was pretty senile, and he'd also suffered dementia from years of alcoholism. The second Christ was Joseph. He was a little younger than Clyde and used to be a writer before falling into a delusional state, believing that he was British and needed to go back to England to serve the Queen. The third Christ was the saddest case. Leon was in his 30s and was very coherent and well-spoken, but he had been raised by a severely religious schizophrenic woman and now believed that he was God and that he had magical powers. Of all the Christs, Leon was the most regal. He even looked like paintings of Jesus. Dr. Rokic uprooted these men from the environments they knew, put them all in the same ward, and insisted that they have daily meetings together to talk about being Christ. Needless to say, they did not get along. They spat and ranted and argued, each Christ fighting desperately to assert his role as king. The grad students, Ron and Dick, monitored and recorded the three Christ behavior for 11 hours a day, every day, while Rokic came in for the group meeting once a week. He would lead the discussion, he would ask questions. Something like, how do you think so-and-so would feel about that? He was trying to get them to think about their beliefs and change their beliefs. And Leon said uh, he was trying to brainwash us. 
But somehow, amongst all the shouting, they did become friends. They began to share a certain familiarity with each other. They sat together in the ward during their free time, lent each other rolling papers, stuck up for each other against other patients, and they even humored each other's delusions. It's like when I was a child and I would see all these different Santa Clauses, right? And how did, but there was only supposed to be one Santa Claus. But then my parents resolved that by saying, well, there's one true Santa Claus, but then these, all these others that you see are just helpers. And they kind of handled that in the same way, that they were the true God or Christ, and these, these others were, Leon's terms, were instrumental gods. It's not like any of them stopped believing that they were God. But they turned the other cheek and kept their beliefs to themselves because they wanted to give the others a chance to believe that they were God too. Which was shocking to Rokic because he believed that schizophrenics were unable to empathize with others. That fact wasn't shocking to Dick and Ron, the grad students. They'd always known the three Christs had feelings. They spent so much time with them, they couldn't help but get close to them. Dick's favorite Christ was Clyde. But every once in a while, he'd clear up and speak of the old days on the railroad and going fishing and things like that. And he was a great raconteur, very warm. And Ron liked Joseph the best. Often he would want me to take him to a small store, and he would buy a can of baked beans and open it up and eat that. And he loved that. And we would talk about books because he was a great reader. And he would pick up magazines and books and then throw them out windows when he thought people weren't looking. <laughs> Why? Uh, why? <laughs> why any of that? I have no idea. In my belief system, it did not make sense. <laughs> but Ron tried to make sense of it anyway. The grad students tried to be empathetic with the Christs in order to communicate with them. They didn't expect that befriending the mentally ill would start to blur their own realities. In fact, we used to often play with letting ourselves slide into a paranoid frame of reference and just see who could last the longest before he became so anxious he had to get out. I think it was a way, probably, of working through the fear that we encountered at Ypsilanti. But you can make anything into a source of paranoia. I'm sitting here in a studio, which is a perfect place to be paranoid. You've got microphones and all sorts of gadgets, you know, looking at you. You can wonder about who placed them there, who really placed them there. And go on and on with this, endlessly. The grad students began to resent Rokic. Here they were, questioning their sanity in an asylum, and there he was behind a desk at the university. We got so angry at uh, Milt. And it was that he was getting all the gravy and we were in here doing all the suffering. He was a smart guy, but he wasn't there. And whenever Rokic did show up, he pestered the patients with such a strong line of questioning, pressuring them to admit that each of them was the one and only Christ. This just confused the patients, and they began to backslide and squabble against each other again. I can only imagine the anger they must have felt towards Rokic. He always represented, I think, power, a lot of power. 
we did believe that he was behaving too confrontational. So Ron and Dick confronted him about it. I guess it was our feeling of, of being protective of these guys. He's a very, was a very cerebral person. He just disagreed, and that was it. Ron and Dick eventually left the study to complete their programs. And that's when Rokic's tactics got even more extreme. A journalist covered the story of the three Christs in the local paper. The writer was not kind to the Christs and poked fun at their situation. Rokic brought in the article and showed it to the men. Clyde didn't understand it. Joseph didn't even realize the article was about him. He said the men in the article were nuts. Only Leon understood. He began yelling, saying that he had been betrayed and that his feelings were hurt. Leon's reaction intrigued Rokic. His next plan was to create a positive authority figure for Leon. He hired a beautiful woman, Miss Anderson, to be his next research assistant. He basically had Miss Anderson flirt with Leon, trying to get him to fall in love with her. He thought that Leon would be able to choose to leave behind his schizophrenia in order to be with her. And Leon did fall in love with her. He was still reachable beneath that intense delusional system because he showed wishes to connect with people, like with the young woman research assistant. But unfortunately, it was just a tease. Because Miss Anderson would never really be with Leon. And Leon wasn't stupid. He soon figured that out, that she didn't really love him, and she never would. And so he withdrew even further, saying, Truth is my friend. I have no other friends. Using deception and entrapment to tap into where he had strong feelings was cruel. The recollection of it still moves me very painfully. I think so much more could have been done with him. If he had had more real psychological treatment at that point, he could have been helped. The study wound up lasting two years. Afterward, Milton Rokic published the successful book, The Three Christs of Ypsilanti. In it, he admitted that none of the three Christs were cured of their schizophrenic delusions. However, the study did cure a fourth Christ. Twenty years after the study, Milton Rokic wrote an afterword to his book. Here's an excerpt. I must confess that I now almost regret having written and published The Three Christs of Ypsilanti when I did. While I failed to cure the three Christs of their delusions, they had succeeded in curing me of mine, of my godlike delusion that I could change them by omnipotently and omnisciently arranging and rearranging their daily lives. I found out from my teachers, the three Christs, exactly in what sense they were trying to be godlike. They were striving for goodness and greatness. And such strivings, I came to understand, are really the strivings of all of us. Big thanks to Richard Bonnier and Ronald Hopp for their story. We owe a big debt as well to Milton Rokic's book, The Three Christ of Ypsilanti. The original sound design was by Leon Morimoto. That story was produced 
by Stephanie Fu.